You're listening to The Connected Podcast, where we simply connect educators to have authentic conversations surrounding the latest topics in education. Podcast with Eddie and JR, uh, and we are super excited to be kicking off our first podcast series. Um, and Eddie, I think for our listeners, um, let's just jump right in and let's, let's share a little bit about... Um, why we wanted to start this podcast and uh, if you can share your why uh, around why we wanted to do this and then uh, we'll just kick this back and forth uh, for a few minutes and then uh, maybe share a little bit about our backgrounds and who we are as, 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 um, as folks get to know us a little bit. So I'm going to turn. Yeah, man, that sounds great. Yeah. I'm super excited uh, to launch our uh, podcast connected. You know, this has been something we've kicked around for the past few weeks um, and it really kind of took legs at SCASA uh, talking with Dr. Latoya Dixon. She is a um, education guru and she has really harnessed the, the power of social media um, and just an expert in the field of education. And she's taken her um, uh, connectivity uh, and uh, professional development to the next level with the podcast. So we had an opportunity just to pick her brain down there in Myrtle Beach, and it was awesome. Uh, so that really got you and me excited, which was it was super cool. And just the, the opportunity to share and connect, and, and really that's what the whole antithesis of this podcast is about. It, you know, you and I are both former educators at the, the school level uh, and the, at the admin level. Um, and, you know, that is was one of and is still one of the biggest assets in the world of education, primarily, uh, and, and just in general, is connecting with others to to refine your craft. Um, and nobody in the ed- world of education likes to hear from uh, folks more than folks who are in the world of education. And again, when I was a, a teacher first out, I, you know, had a great mentor and folks I could go to for lesson plans or life issues or discipline or whatever. And then the same thing, I had those same network of friends and colleagues I could count on in the administrative world. And now really, JR, it's just exciting to take this as now, you know, both of us with Edmentum to really help others connect uh, primarily, obviously, in the world of education, and that's our our niche, and we love that. We want to help folks do that, but you know, also, you know, the in the area of health and wellness, and you know, government and policy, and you know, whatever is a hot button issue or topic in the community or in South Carolina or in the nation, really, um, we can discuss that and bring folks on and help one another connect and keep each other informed uh, without all the noise and, you know, uh, craziness that, that's going on. So I'm super excited to have this opportunity. What, what about you? What, what are your thoughts on this and where you think we can make an impact with, you know, educators and friends and colleagues across the state and, and nation? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, um, just, just like you, I, you know, um, when, when Latoya kind of shared this, idea of starting a podcast it, it kind of had not really been on my radar uh, to be honest with you and then i started thinking maybe maybe there's some power in that and right. uh, as you and i kind of bounce this around a little bit and 
started thinking about, um, you know, the whole connection theme and you and I both like to make those connections as we travel the state in our current roles, uh, with, with, uh, our company with Edmentum and, you know, we make connections all across the state and, um, and I, I think we have a unique opportunity, um, that a lot of folks across the state don't get even in education. Uh, we, we have the privilege to travel the state, to meet educators from the mountains to the coast, Absolutely. up and down, and we see the work that they're doing, and we have an opportunity to share their stories mm. and let others see I what's happening in, in Pickens County, what's happening down in Dorchester County, what's happening over in the PD regions, and what's happening you know here in the Midlands. So, um, I, great, I think, point. great. I, I think point. I think we can just uh, harness that ability and, and really have an opportunity to highlight the great work that the state are doing. Um, and I think so many times in the world of education, we feel like we're, we're on an Island, uh, so to speak. And we're, we're doing this work, this hard work every day. Yes. Um, and we feel like sometimes we're, we're not connected. Right. Um, and that we're, we're kind of doing this work uh, in our silos and, and, but, as as educators we we all enjoy that human connection and i think it was more evident when we went to scasa this year because last year uh we you know we didn't have that human connection right. we did it virtually and i think you saw that and i think people are thirsty and hungry to really be connected to one another uh, both face to face and virtually um and and i think what i would like to do is really take some of uh the, the folks that we meet uh, across the state and really use this as a platform to showcase uh, the work that they're doing, really not tied to uh, our business in any way, but just really highlight the right. work around education. Uh, as you mentioned, the hot topics, uh, the policies, the, the government, the, anything that's really um, pressing right now, we want to bring that to the forefront. Maybe it's best practices, maybe it's models that that's working. Um, and and really showcase those and so that's that's what i'm super excited about um to be honest with you and i think latoya has kind of sparked a fire in you and i both to to do that <laughs> yeah. uh, so um, absolutely yeah her passion and enthusiasm is certainly contagious and you know one of the things you and i kicked around too is how many folks you know in their morning commute you know have, have cut the radio off or, or you know they're you know not interested in or, you know, just want to start their day off with something positive and applicable. Um, you know, and again, I think we can, you know, fill and meet that need as well, you know, on, on a commute to work or, you know, during a planning session or on their commute home. Um, you know, just pop in for 20, 25 minutes max uh, just to kind of get a pulse check. And like you said, I love that. You know, and that is one of the most fun and exciting parts of what we do is being able to travel around the state and just see all the awesome things. Um, and now uh, having a platform to share, um, I just think it's great. And, and I look forward to, you know, bringing educators on, bringing folks from local government, um, state government, um, you know, from the business world, from you know, food and bev, what, whatever, like you said, and, and what and how, you know, we can help make those connections and how we can keep this real and fun and light. 
um, and yet informative. So it, it's a super exciting time. And, and I just love uh, that piece that you shared. Um, what are some other thoughts as we move forward um, for our listeners? You know, what, what are you thinking as far as timing um, and, and frequency? Um, yeah, for our part. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was actually talking to my wife um, and telling her a little bit about us launching this, and um, you know, and I, I think if we can try to do something maybe on a weekly basis uh, would yeah. be a pretty good cadence to start out with, um, and try to keep something fresh, and new coming out maybe each week, um, and just really share those connections, and and so I'm thinking that we'll try to publish something each week and go from there and see how it goes. Um, but you know, don't hold us to it <laughs> as that Eddie and I do have full-time jobs. So, uh, but I, I think if we could make that our goal to publish something each week, um, would be ideal just to keep something new and refreshing coming out. Uh, That's awesome, man. And you talked about, you know, your wife and, and share a little bit more about that as far as, you know, Allison uh, is, is in education a little bit about your girl. I mean, we are we are in it at so many levels as dads, as you know, spouses. You know, so talk a little bit about that for yeah, us. Absolutely, yeah. Well. So, yeah. So my wife, she's a uh, an uh, interventionist here in Lexington School District One, and um, you know, I, we have two beautiful girls. Uh, one's going to be a rising eighth grader. One's going to be a uh, rising fourth grader this year. So we're, you know, we, we live the grind every day, you know? Um, mm. So we're, we're, we're in it with you, with, with our listeners. Um, and so we, we do, we do life together. Uh, and so Allison uh, brings home some perspectives for me around what's happening currently, what, what the hot topics are going on right now in her school and her district. And so I get a little insight from there as well. So uh, what about you, Eddie? Talk a little bit about your family and, and a little bit about, uh, you know, your background and your and yeah, absolutely. Well. And again, I just think that's so relevant because, again, you know, for you and for me, you know, married as well. You know, my wife just recently resigned from the Dorchester School District 2. She was the uh, Education Foundation Director, which means in short, she was in charge of helping bridge the gap financially between what the district needs versus what they receive from local, state and federal funding. Uh, so she was working with the business community. And again, I think that's a great resource uh, for us moving forward to get some of those folks in uh, to interview and to be on our podcast. But like you, four kids, um, you know, our oldest, he'll be a rising sophomore at Somerville High School. Uh, our daughter will be going into seventh grade um, at Austin Middle School here in Dorchester School District 2. And then we have two little boys that'll be in fifth and third grade at Somerville Elementary. So, um, you know, my wife and I are both on the PTAs at, at both or actually all three of their uh, our children's respective schools. We have uh, the the blessing and or curse of having children in all three um, areas, elementary, middle and high. Uh, so we've got it coming um, in all directions and, you know, with scheduling and different, um, you know, needs and, and uh, challenges and, you know, opportunities uh, to, to our oldest uh, to help trailblaze for his younger siblings and help us navigate 
um, as well. And, you know, I would love to get folks on this podcast to help me, you know, as a dad, you know, to as my son prepares to for that next season, even for college and in post-secondary. And what does that look like? And how to how do we help parents navigate through that or even, you know, educators with with children heading into that? Because I know, obviously, there have been folks that have been there and done that. And now I would love to draw on that wisdom um, uh, and understanding uh, that they've, you know, experienced firsthand. Uh, and again, that, that, that is what people like you mentioned earlier, JR, is they're thirsty for um, making real connections with real people um, in, in experiencing real life. This is not canned. This is not scripted. Uh, this is you all may hear a dog bark or a kid holler uh, <laughs> or, or, or doorbell ring. Um, as JR and I are, are hosting this podcast. And again, that's real world. And I think that's what people want. And, you know, to, to like you said, let them know that they're not in a silo. Um, and we're all, you know, we have had the privilege to, quote, do life together. And we're just helping um, music folks make those connections. And even likewise for you and me, they're helping us uh, make those connections. So, um, dude, I am thrilled. Um, that we have this opportunity and this platform um, to, to do just that. So uh, as we, we're thinking about next steps, Jay, um, mm-hmm. you know, what in the short term, we're on the summer uh, schedule, folks, you know, everybody, are, they're getting in their ESSER 3 plans. Folks are doing a uh, writing and in, in the preparation for um, getting a waiver for start dates and end dates and their school calendars and uh, summer programming. Um, So, you know, what are you thinking as far as what are folks looking for and, you know, needing and how best we can serve, you know, um, our friends and colleagues around South Carolina uh, as we roll into episode two? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, you know, I think um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that come to mind when I think about, you know, coming out of this past school year, um, you know, we, we 1920, we, we got cut short with the, in March of 2020, obviously, with the shutdown, we rolled into this school year 2021. And things were just different at the beginning of the year, we, you know, educators had to make it work. And some were doing double duty, triple duty, you know, they were doing all, all the things to really make this thing work. Uh, now, now I see us, you know, that we've kind of leveled out as far as our, um, you know, uh, spread of the COVID-19 and just, I think yeah, hopefully we'll have be back to some normalcy. You know, what, what really has me worried to be honest, Eddie is, is the educator pipeline um, and where, oh, right. what, 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 you know, the teacher shortage situation across the state, I, I feel like it's going to be the next quote unquote pandemic that education is going to face, you know, hiring good teachers and finding good teachers. Um, right. as, you, as you, as you see in the news, I mean, it's just, you know, some districts have upwards of 250 vacancies. You and I met with yeah, another district. I saw that WLTX yeah. right there in Columbia say Richland one, right? And that yeah, the district yeah. they yeah, referred Richland to. One. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you and and what met. was that statistic, John Robert, that was put out by was it um Sarah, the South Carolina uh teacher um online yeah, application system? Yeah, what was yeah. that? Yeah, so I, I saw another principal share. Um, uh, she's a principal over in Aiken, and she shared that, you know, um, 
the state has basically um, put together a, a plan to hire teachers. There's over 5,000 teacher openings, according to this. Oh, that's uh, right. Website. Yeah. And so I don't, but I just, you know, you and I met with another district and their superintendent and they had over 80 vacancies, uh, you know, right before July 4th. Um, so right. I feel like, I feel like, you know, how, how are we going to overcome this? What's the next steps? I feel like that could be a really, really intriguing um, uh, topic and, and figure out how districts are going to be creative to overcome any vacancies that they have and what are they going to be looking to do uh, right. to address the great teacher point. each issue, um, you know, and, and retain great teachers. Uh, you and I are both former educators and, you know, we've left education and now, and now we're in the, kind of the quote private sector, if you will, but still connected to, to education very, very much so, but, right. you know, we're, we're not in the classroom, we're not in the schools, uh, you know, but, you know, how do we keep good people in there? You know, uh, I feel like we've got to get creative. I feel like our business folks, our communities, we're going to have to start doing something different uh, to keep, to keep our talent uh, in the schools, uh, to be honest. With Absolutely. You. And, and uh, LaToya, Dr. LaToya Dixon made a great point in Myrtle Beach. She said, you know, she's hearing a lot of chatter. Folks are just so quick to re- quote, to return to normal. But this is an opportunity we have in education to completely rethink the way we've done things. And this is an opportunity to do something really transformative uh, that we've never done before with the, um, Obviously, the resources with technology, with um, the the um, things that the positive uh, that COVID has you know brought to the forefront, uh, you know, good, bad, and ugly, right? Uh, and how we can best shape education moving forward. And I think that is an excellent, excellent topic um, yeah. for our listeners moving forward because, like you said, hey, folks. Uh, that are out there and, and, you know, what are our options as parents, as educators, as community members and stakeholders? Um, because, you know, I have four children in the system. You have two, you know, yeah. your wife is, is in there. I mean, it impacts everyone. Um, and we've got to not only retain the great people that we have, but then attract top level talent. Um, and, and how do we best do that virtually in, in the traditional model, in a hybrid model? Um, and so maybe we can get some folks uh, to join us to talk about what they're doing in their districts to do just that. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I, I'm super you excited. Know, you know, I was um, I've got a, um, my sister has a friend that uh, and this just kind of hit me out of the blue the other day. And I was sitting there thinking too bad education can't do something like what the healthcare field does uh, she's got a friend that's a, a nurse and uh that she contracts with an agency or, or is going to be contracting with an agency come into august to basically place her um for 14 weeks or almost a semester time frame at at another healthcare facility that needs a nursing so she's doing traveling nursing how cool oh, would it be awesome. how cool would it be if we had something similar like that where you know these folks that where we could put teachers in there great teachers hire them for semesters at a time, especially at secondary. I feel like you could do some semester based traveling to quote teaching and let a, a lot of this new generation, they want to travel. They want to see the world. They want to experience new things. And so how cool would it be if we had something much like the healthcare field does with these traveling nurses for teachers, right? Where they come in at a semester at a time, they're at a location, they teach their classes that are semester based. They get to know those kids, but then, you know, maybe they want to move on or maybe they want to stay. 
you know, but it's a chance to get them here and see and experience what our community is like uh, and, and potentially, you know, set roots here. Absolutely. And so, think about the, uh, the, the residual effects to that genre. I just, I love that idea. One of my dear friends from high school and college, she did that very thing mm-hmm. um, and ended up settling in Charlotte, North Carolina after, you know, she started having children and, and so forth, but she did that traveling nurse uh, idea. And, and think about all the experiences that she can draw from at the various hospital systems she worked in across the country, much like, you know, your sister and and her friends, you know, think about what other educators from around the nation, Texas, you know, the Midwest, the West, the Northeast, you know, the Southeast, all that. And as we, again, it keeps it fresh. It keeps it new. And you have those folks in place and it's not going to be for everybody, but it does help keep that energy and enthusiasm that folks don't get, you know, the burnout. Um, and I think that is a great opportunity, especially for the, the millennials and, and those coming up after them that are looking for those unique experiences and the opportunity to see the country and, and see the world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I just, Great idea. I was just, I was just thinking about that. And I don't know. I got this whole teacher shortage thing on, on my, on my mind. And you and I spoke, uh, you know, last day or so, and that, that's been on the forefront of our minds as well. And um, just trying to figure out how to, you know, what districts are going to be looking to do to solve for that and, are they going to be using some virtual technology, you know, virtual teachers, virtual, you know, are they going to be looking to, you know, try to simulcast with teaching? You know, I don't know what that, what, what, what is going to be, um, but I, I do see it could be a, an area of concern. So I, I think as we think about topics, maybe relevant topics, that kind of comes to mind for me. Um, but, you know, what about you? Any, anything that stands out, um, uh, additional topics that, that come to mind uh, for you that we ought to throw out on the table? Well, certainly, I just I love the idea and, and, and talking around our most immediate and pressing need. And that may be, you know, episode two and three, depending um, yeah. on on how, um, again, I, I, that is such an issue facing everyone uh, around the area, South, not only in South Carolina, but around the country. But, um, you know, moving on from there is, you know, I think that folks, uh, the discussions can also be tailored around what's next, okay? Uh, As far as you have your people in place, what ideas, meaning how are we going to address learning loss, all right? You've got, you know, obviously in a perfect world, you've got your classrooms uh, and your vacancies filled, um, but now, you know, kids have, have left for various reasons for charter schools, private schools, um, home schools. But, you know, what are we doing to address uh, and mitigate that learning loss? What are interventions and supports that schools are utilizing? How are we thinking creatively to address those? Are we looking towards year-round schooling with, you know, nine weeks on, three weeks off? Or, or what are some districts doing to, to help uh, or to prepare for that uh, moving forward? Uh, and I can speak firsthand to that as a parent, you know, with a second grader who is a struggling reader. Uh, so I would love to hear some ideas from our folks around the state to, to address that. That would be something, you know, me personally, I would love to hear 
uh, and, and the strategies that are in play, you know, like you said, from the Piedmont to the PD to the low country uh, in, in the Midlands and everything in between. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, Eddie, we, we we're hitting right up on about 25 minutes, I think, uh, of our time. Today. Yes. And I, I feel like this has been a great uh, time together to kind of set our stage uh, for our listeners Absolutely. to get to know us a little bit about what, what our, where, where we're coming from and what our thoughts are. And um, we, we really appreciate you guys joining us today for our first episode of Connected. Uh, we're going to uh, hopefully uh, be catching you next week and uh, look forward uh, to connecting with you guys shortly. You guys take care. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye.